0: and according to the reports, all the cancer was taken off, so that's good, amen. I would hope so. I'm surprised I still have an arm. And uh, so, I mean, it it was really, wow. And of course, uh, you know, they told me it was going to be, leave a real bad scar, so I guess they didn't care how they sewed it up, because they didn't do a very good job, in my opinion. Amen. 1 Kings 17, verses 1 through 6, I'll read verse number 1, and then you can be seated. And Elijah the Tishbite, who was of the inhabitants of Gilead, said unto Ahab, As the Lord God of Israel liveth, before whom I stand, there shall not be dew nor rain these years, but according to my word. You may be seated. I'm going to continue to read verses 2 through 6. However, my research, and it was limited I found that this is the first time in the book of Kings that Elijah is mentioned. He may be mentioned in the book of Chronicles earlier and Samuel and some other places. But here in the Kings, as I did some research, this was the first chapter that he was mentioned. Amen. That doesn't mean there wasn't other prophets. It was just that that was the first time in 1 Kings that it was really recorded about him. In verse number 2, And the word of the Lord came unto him, saying, Get thee hence, and turn thee eastward, and hide thyself by the brook Cherith, that is before Jordan. And it shall be that thou shalt drink of the brook, and I have commanded the ravens to feed thee there. So he went and did accordingly unto the word of the Lord, for he went and dwelt by the brook Cherith, that is before Jordan. And the ravens brought him bread and flesh in the morning, and bread and flesh in the evening, and he drank of the brook. Amen. Now, I am going to try my very best to control myself tonight, so it may seem like I am just reading. You just bear with me, and you just, if you can, receive whatever you can. I want to leave this thought with you that the Lord gave me in Washington as we were in, I believe it was the second or third night of the service, and I was thinking about the testimony that I would give because they ask every visitor uh, minister there to give testimonies every service, and so well, if I was starting to do that here, that would at least keep you on your toes. And so I was thinking about what I would share, and and this came to mind: ravens, ravens. How about that? Have you ever thought of yourself as having a visitation from ravens? Yeah, I didn't think so. Have you ever thought of yourself as being a raven? Some of you may have, and. Some of you know where I'm going. You know, there's times in all of our lives where we experience a spiritual drought. We're in the wilderness or a desert time in our life. And again, this is going to be difficult for me because I'd already been down there and I'd already been moving this hand and, you know, but I'm trying because it's, you know, gravity pulls all of whatever is leaking down. So you just, you just, you know pray that the Lord will restrain me, amen. And so I want to try to give you some encouragement through my own life and my wife's life. For the past two years, we've been in this place of a spiritual drought, wilderness, and desert. Elijah was finding himself really the enemy of mainly Ahab's wife, Jezebel. And so he was really feeling like that he was being persecuted and hunted. In fact, he got to the point like even maybe possibly I did, in Romans 11:3, where he said, "This Lord, they have killed thy prophets, and dig down thy altars, and I am left alone, and they seek my life." Well, sometimes, even in your walk with God, you begin to get in these places of a spiritual drought. You get into a place of a wilderness or a place of a desert that is very, very dry and barren and isolated. And if you're not careful, you begin to think, wow, I'm the only one that's really, really trying to press forward and be faithful. However, the Lord was very quick in the book of Romans to tell Elijah that he had reserved unto himself 7,000 That had not bowed their knee to Baal. So, no matter what we think or how we feel, even though those feelings are real, they're based on false information, if you remember that sermon. However, when you're in that drought and you're in that wilderness and you're in that desert, it's hard sometimes to find encouragement in yourself. So, the Lord begins to move, and at first, you don't even recognize it. Amen. However, during these past couple of years that it's been very difficult for me and my wife in this dry period, we pressed naturally, we fought the good fight of faith, surely. I have fasted more in the last three months than any one time in my ministry since I have come into the church in 1981. Amen. That says a lot. I look for revival instead. I found few families here over these last two years. I hate to say several, so we'll just keep it at few, that left the church instead of enduring over ungodly Reasons. Now, they may not have thought that, but surely, surely the things and the reasons they used could not be found in the Word of God. So, somebody was talking about them, supposedly. I don't see that in the Word of God where you leave the church that God called you. I don't see leaving the church to find some worldly relationship either in the Word of God. I don't see leaving the church just because you're having a difficult period of time or you think that nobody loves you. Hey, we've all been there. Some of us are there now, but there is one that said that he will love us and stick with us closer than a brother. This is, I don't see how preachers preach up here behind the pulpit. Really, I, I'm, I'm guessing, I'm, you know, I'm wondering, do they really, do they have any anointing? Now they do. So don't go there. I'm just trying to see if you're listening. Everybody's different. So don't, you know, if somebody comes here and they stay behind the pulpit, don't think, well, pastor said it. They do. They do. All right. I just, this is difficult. To hold this hand here is difficult. Whoo, my, my. You don't know how difficult. I've already feel, felt the unction already several times. Looking for renewed commitment within our church. Instead, we encountered sin. In several lives. The last few weeks have been very difficult because we have been attacked physically, all of us, by the enemy of our soul. And I believe it's because of the direction that God has given me to get us back on the principles of the Word of God. I believe that the enemy is fighting us, attacking us, My wife and I, you know, we can handle it a little bit better, but when they attack your babies, that's difficult. And even now I'm having difficulties in my voice, and so you just pray, pray for me. There have been even times in this journey that I was wondering if God was still with me. You ever been there? And then the answer came. And many times the answers come and we momentarily say, yeah, God gave me an answer and yes, he's still here. But then we don't retain it very long. You find yourself saying for one moment, wow, man, God blessed me that service. Wow, God spoke to me that service. Wow, God did this or whatever God did for you. But within a day or so, it's already gone because you drank it so fast and now you're still thirsty because of the drought talking about ravens, that first answer came to me because that in the preaching that God has allowed me to preach in those couple of years and even before, to me it hasn't diminished whatsoever in the anointing and the power and the unction of the Holy Ghost, so that tells me that God still must be with me, but yet it seemed like that wasn't enough. You ever been there? I'm trying to help you and encourage you with ravens by using my own life. When you look for something in the Lord and you find something different. And the things that he does give you seems to be only a drop in a bucket in a severe drought. You're thankful. You tell him thankful. You you know, hey, I appreciate it. I don't know how much longer I can stay up here, so y'all, y'all better get to praying. But in the last three months, I noticed something more personal begin to happen. As I've been fasting during those three months, and I've been praying many times with the opposite happening, that's pretty discouraging. But I kept on praying. I kept on believing, and I kept on fasting. And then it could have been a phone call that came out of nowhere. Somebody didn't even know what was going on. Something, uh, maybe just a word of a, a simple encouragement, a text, praying for you today. May the Lord help you today. People that don't even go to our church. So, you know, that's happened before. You know, so I didn't even notice the raven. You know, didn't even notice that he had come and fed me with bread and flesh. Didn't even realize it. I hope you're listening. Because you've gotten the same words of encouragement from time to time. And you didn't even realize it was a raven sent from God. God is still sending ravens to his people. He still will encourage you with bread and flesh in a time of drought or wilderness or desert period of your life, if you will. But just look. They may not even cry a sound as they begin to fly in. I don't read that in the Bible that they made any noise. They just brought him bread and flesh in the morning, bread and flesh in the evening. They didn't hang around. They didn't fellowship with him. They didn't sit down by the fire. They didn't say, how was your day today, Elijah? They just dropped off the food, said, see you later. Can you imagine, Elijah, the first time that happened? I mean, you know, okay, God, I know you can do all things. I, I've seen you work, and you telling me that a raven is going to come and bring me some bread and bring me some flesh to eat? Can you imagine the first time that those ravens came in, he probably blinked his eyes several times. Then if he wasn't careful after the sixth time, he might have been a little bit more particular. I'm tired of eating the same flesh, raven. Can you bring me something new? Wow. Looking for revival. We've seen people leave for some of the Unbiblical reasons. I mean, who among us is not talked about? I mean, I can go on the website and look at some of the messages that I preached and get some thumbs down. So, I mean, you know, that's just part of life. That's just, I'm sure Jezebel was talking about Elijah. And Ahab was just listening with all ears. Think about what I'm saying. Who doesn't have desires? Who doesn't have dreams? But is that desire dream going to cause you to be destroyed? I'd rather be in a drought and survive. I'd rather be in the wilderness, sleeping in tents and make heaven, than living in a mansion. David put it this way, didn't he? I'd rather, dwell in the, I'd rather be in the a doorkeeper than the dwell in the tents of the wicked i got to get going here because this helps. This brings the anointing. So phone call or text. We have a visitor here. and they, I appreciate him being here, but this is not normally how I do things. So come again. Phone call or text, which brought encouragement, but I didn't even recognize the raven. So I would still wonder. I would still say, God, what's going on? I, I know, God, you want revival. I know, Lord, we have people coming and they prophesy of growth. Why are these church folks having no root within themselves? And they walk away from you. They may say it's from me or they may say it's from this reason, but actually they're walking away from you. If they weren't, they wouldn't be living in sin. Or, as soon as they leave, they wouldn't be speaking evil of their pastor and his wife. How can that be following God? Oh, if they could have just stayed. Oh, if they could have just hung in and looked for the ravens that God gave each and every one of them over and over. Whether it be a raven sent to protect them in a car accident or a raven sent... To deliver them from an addiction. Or a raven sent. Oh hallelujah. To be with them in time of sickness. Or I'm telling you. We don't see the raven so many times. God sends them over and over and over again. Then the next raven. That was sent. Kind of really got my attention. But I. I didn't recognize it as a raven. I just knew that, man, this this was definitely the hand of God. We, We were praying about a situation that only God could intervene because there was no way that anybody could intervene without someone being hurt. And if God didn't intervene in this situation, the potential was somebody was going to get hurt. And the next thing I knew, out of the clear blue, ravens swooped down, and the situation was taken care of. That was the beginning of me knowing, hey, God is just saying, hang on. Elijah said it was only not going to rain for three years or so, right? The drought won't last forever. The wilderness, you're not going to walk on it for the rest of your walk with God. and the desert, there's always oasis from time to time. Oh, hallelujah. And then they begin to get a little peculiar, these ravens. I mean, a raven, that's kind of peculiar anyway, you know. Wow. Bread. Some of you wouldn't even eat the bread or the flesh that the raven dropped out of his mouth. If you were in a drought, you were in the wilderness, you'd eat it. Then all of a sudden a letter came. Didn't have a name, had an address. It was in Salado. Who knows who it was? I still don't know. Probably never will. And in that letter, remember, I've been praying, we've been praying, trying to raise money. In that letter was some tithes of a person that I don't even know that don't even attend this church. God moved on that individual and airmailed it, so to speak. Wow. I'm thinking, okay, God, you, you're starting to really get my attention now. That perked me up a lot. Maybe I was seeing that small cloud as the size of a man's hand. Or maybe I was just going back until the seventh time. I don't know. And then the next thing I knew, that a person that attends our church every now and then, but not a member for sure, gave a very large offering to the building fund. Wow. God, you're really moving. Then there came the kind words and the special gestures that many of you have started to do lately. And I really appreciate it. Some of you may. Be praying that I don't know about. Thank you. Some of you may be earnestly seeking God or getting back into the Word of God like I've been trying to get you to do. You see, the ravens are starting to flock. You know, birds flock. Oh, hallelujah. Before you know it, it's not just one raven. It's not just an isolated event. It, it, it's, a, it's a flock of ravens that are coming. Every time you turn around, it's a little smothering sometimes because you're not used to being here and somebody hands you some fruit to eat, I said, "Okay." I mean, I'm, I'm a little embarrassed. I guess I'll have to get over it. Other things that's happening that I have to make myself allow. I mean, really. And then, just this week, doing my taxes. You know, that's a, that's a terrible thing to do every year. For most of us, you look forward to it. I don't know when the last time I got a refund back. But because I went out on limb, my wife and I, and said we're going to give 50% if we give a refund. To be honest with you, I think this is the largest refund I've ever received in my life. What a raven. So you need to keep looking for ravens instead of for devils. No, I'm judging the Holy Ghost right now. Quit looking for fault. Start looking for ravens. Quit looking for the wrong thing. Quit looking for things uh, that have nothing to do with God. uh, That's only sin from the devil or your carnality. And begin to look for ravens. Uh, But the ravens are going to come. And they're going to give you something that can sustain you in that drought. In that wilderness. In that desert. Now I know this pew is saying, yeah, you need to get away from me. Because I don't like what I'm feeling. They may be unnoticed at first. They may even be from me. And you just think, well, he's supposed to do that. It could be from somebody else in the church. Ravens are all around us. I wonder how many people that we pass every day needs a raven. Our God is so mighty that even if the water source dried up, he would send us, in Elijah's case, to a widow to sustain him and in doing so bless The other individual, do you understand that when you become a raven, when God begins to deal with you to be a raven, especially to your pastor and his family, do you understand the benefit that you're receiving? Do you understand? Do you know that that this wasn't the only time that God mentioned the raven? God mentioned it in the New Testament, he began to mention it how much more precious than we are than ravens. When you become a raven, when you go the extra mile, when God begins to deal with you, even if, even if it's just this, you know, pastor's been been preaching and teaching, and I know he's right, I, I haven't been reading like I should, I've not been consistent, you know something, that's a raven that God sent, and he's been sending it for many weeks, you know what I'm going to do? I'm just going to go ahead and eat that bread, and, and eat that flesh, and I'm going to go ahead and get in the Word of God, and, and, and by doing so, I'm going to receive that blessing and bless Pastor The same time. And then there may be times God move upon you to do something. And many of you, I know, it's very difficult at times to do something for me because I'm just difficult to do things for. Not because I don't appreciate it. It's just who I am. And I don't mean that's a good thing. I'm just saying that's who I am. And so sometimes you just got to fly. Sometimes you just got to get your wings going and mount up with the wings of eagles. And you just got to fly and do what God has told you to do. Hallelujah. And sometimes it may not be I even need anything or my wife needs anything that you know of, but just that gesture a long ways and taking care of your ministerial family. Hallelujah. Keep looking for ravens. And don't stop being one. It's more blessed to give than to receive. I wonder how many times you sit in this service. A particular song that my daughter may be led to sing is a raven coming down with a blessing. And you don't even recognize it. How many times my wife would call or come over with a word that God may have laid on her heart, a raven, and you didn't even notice it? How many times you were sitting there and you needed a word? Oh, you needed a word. Even if it was abrasive, you needed a word. And, and God just moved upon me and of course I got away from the pulpit and and I began to preach and God began to move and all of a sudden you begin to say, wow, I needed that word. Wow, that was enlightening. Wow, that, that was something that was revelational. Wow, my pastor's in the zone tonight in the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah, glory to God. Don't don't just take it without being a raven in return. Even though God fed Elijah with the ravens and sent him to a widow to sustain him, you know what happened next? And that's the next sermon one day. Because my hand's kind of tingling and going to sleep. So we're going to have to shut this down here. You know what happened? You know what happened some of you don't know what happened I can't believe you don't know what happened <coughs> what happened what happened because ravens came and fed him in a drought fed him in the wilderness this wasn't in a city what happened in the very next chapter oh some of you are really curious well, read up on it. At least that'll get you in the Word. 1 Kings eighteen nineteen. Read up. This, this is after the ravens, after he experienced a drought. Now, I can't promise you that I'm going to be able to stay here, even though I'm kind of swe- swelling up here. Even though uh, uh, yeah, I'm, I can't promise Sunday I'm going to be back here. I, I'm, I just can't promise that because this is very hard. Amen. I like to be free in the Holy Ghost. You read up on what happened after God sustained that man in a drought. How? It encouraged my soul. And God was doing all of this for two years. All of this for two years. Allowing us to go through what we have been through. Not causing anyone to leave. They chose to do that. They can blame anybody, but their decision is theirs. Amen. Praise the Lord. You need to stay where God has placed you. Amen. 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 Through all of that, and then God began to show me in Washington about the ravens, and now he's letting me know what's next to come. So look for the ravens. Continue being a raven or start being a raven. To me, this was a very encouraging message. The Lord bless you tonight. The Lord keep you and shine his ravens upon you. You're dismissed in the fear of the Lord.